Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Smart and Safe Small Business Podcast. I am Alex Oxford from Tax Valet, and I'm here with Abe Leachy from the Leachy Law Firm. Abe worked for a prestigious law firm in New York and left working for the man to start his own company, his own law firm, where he helps startups work through various legal and business issues. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Alex. It's great to be here. Yeah, so tell me, Abe, who is your ideal client? Who do you typically work with? So I typically work with early stage startups, which is, I guess, a broad umbrella term. And I really span a a number of verticals. So I have clients in the tech space, in the fashion space, e-com space, uh, love Amazon sellers, social media influencers, consulting clients, um, kind of anything in between. But the common thread is really the early stage type of client. That is somebody who is literally, hey, I've got this idea to start a business. What do I need to do? Or somebody who started their business, they're gaining some traction, and now they're ready to kind of scale, maybe raise some money, or ready to really start being serious about putting their legal infrastructure together, trademarks, contracts, um, shareholder agreements, and all that fun stuff. So let's talk about your e-commerce clients. When e-commerce businesses, business owners are just starting to deal with uh, compliance and legal frameworks, what is one problem that you commonly see that maybe they're overlooking that you frequently help them with? Um, A lot of them, but I think the most common one is just questions about privacy issues, privacy policies, and then also There seems to be a lot of confusion on terms of use or terms of service, which one do we need? And then can't I just copy and paste something that I found online? I I get that question all the time, Um, which I get because, you know, it's not, it doesn't cost nothing to have an attorney draft these types of documents. But the issue I see is that when a lot of these clients, they've copy and pasted something and then they're, like, hey, can you review this? And I'm looking at this thing and I'm just thinking, like, they didn't even read this thing. And they definitely, clearly somebody drafted this and it's not in and of itself bad, but it just doesn't apply to what they're doing. And so I think the, the danger is when you're going that route is not being mindful or cognizant of what's even in these things because things do matter depending on your business type. You know, when you're talking about privacy policies, it's you know, you just copy and paste somebody else's privacy policy, your data collection practices might not and probably are not the same. And the way that you use the data is not going to be the same. And so I think just getting a handle on that, a lot of clients don't realize how important it is, especially because of just trends towards more privacy rights, which I think is great, by the way. I think consumer privacy is is extremely important because for too long, people's information is just being sold without people even knowing and you know you end up in some weird databases you're getting some weird calls or whatever it is you know who knows what kind of information is being um, sold around town but I think that it's just something that they need to be more mindful of because as this starts to become more prevalent more laws start passing like the EU passed a number of laws recently in the past couple of years I think the U.S. is going to start passing more laws and California is on the forefront of that and you know you're always going to have trolls looking at websites who don't have proper privacy policies and try to take advantage of companies and try to leverage that to get a settlement or some other nonsense. And so privacy policy, I think the short answer is that. 
So tell me, uh, if a company goes and just uses a template for their privacy policy, can you tell me in, um, uh, can you summarize some of the problems that these businesses could face later on down the road? It really depends. But if you are advertising, and I say advertising in, in a loose sense of if you're using a privacy policy that says, hey, we're, we don't sell your data to third party advertisers. You're not paying attention. You don't even know that that's in there. And let's say you are selling data to third party advertisers or not even selling, but let's say just providing and you're not disclosing that somebody's information gets you know, put on one of these third party advertising lists or something like that. And somehow it comes back that they got it from your website. You know, are, what are the chances of that happening? Uh, it could be nothing, could never happen, but it's those types of things. If you're talking about exposure that, you know, you're saying you're not using information a certain way and then you are, then somebody could have a claim against you. The nature of that claim, it, again, depends on the context and what, what's at stake, what the value of that information is, how many people are banding together in a class action lawsuit, for example, that could be a big thing. And then also just the size of your company. I mean, a lot of companies, even mid-sized companies, probably have some sort of insurance liability coverage. Um, and sometimes you might get people just trying to leverage that because insurance companies might be more apt to just settle and people can get a little bit of a payout. So they take advantage of the system. So what's a common mistake that businesses make um, when they're trying to put a privacy policy in place for their business? A common mistake is not thinking through what well, A, not knowing what should be in there, um, but just thinking through what, like how you're actually using the data. And I think it's a good exercise too, not just for privacy policy drafting, but just from a fundamental perspective to force you to think about, okay, well, how are we treating this data? Uh, you know, is it hosted on a private server? Are we collecting email lists? Are we gonna let other people access those email lists? And just thinking about all the little ways that you collect and preserve data. And I just think that just, again, from an, a fundamental perspective, it's probably the most important because that's going to dictate, especially if you're an e-com or a, a brand or a tech app or you know, online SaaS platform, any of these types of companies that really are reliant on people visiting your website or your app or using it then you just want to make sure you understand how you're dealing with the data collection and then and all the privacy stuff because it dictates how you build that tech and if you don't do it in the beginning you could be spending a lot more money down the line having to redo everything and just to be compliant with new restrictions where if you just gave some thought to it or hired an attorney I'm not even saying that because i'm saying you should always hire an attorney but even just conceptually thinking about it talking to your cto or web developers um, I think you just kind of save yourself a headache down the line. So what is one free action item that a business owner listening to this can do today to mitigate their risk around their privacy policy? Something quick and simple. Oh, that's a good one for privacy policy. I mean, there's so much information out there. And I think honestly, just starting at a Google search of privacy policy considerations. I think you can just, there's so much free resource out there. I started posting some information on my website, leechylaw.com, um, about that. And it's something that I'm gonna put a lot more content coming out in the near future, because it is an important issue. But honestly, I mean, Google is a great resource to start going down the rabbit hole. I will say that 
it is a rabbit hole. And so you're going to, you know, people reading information, make sure you trust the source. And, and that goes with anything that you're kind of consuming for media or information, but just to really try not to get too overwhelmed with all the information you're going to read because it can get confusing, which again is why I think just consult with somebody who knows what they're talking about. Okay, have a lawyer mm-hmm. call or somebody who's a business owner who's done this, get their take on it. I think just talking to people and just educating yourself, both professionally from people who know what they're talking about and also just doing your own research. So you mentioned that you have some blog posts that you wrote. Is there, are there any blog posts in particular that you'd suggest? Um, they are eluding me right now. To be honest, I haven't posted in a little while. But if you go to my website, you can see all the content. Um, also started a podcast, not so much more about privacy stuff, but just starting up in general called The Art of Starting Up. So I think that's a really good resource too. You can kind of hear what other business owners are saying. I'm going to have you on it soon. I know we talked about this, so that'll be great. Um, and just to hear other people's kind of journeys and the things that they've gone through, because I do think also different industries are going to have different challenges and different obstacles and different considerations, you know, both from a legal perspective and a business perspective, of course. Wonderful. So last question here, what's one question that I should have asked you, but I didn't in the answer, please. Um, yeah, there's so many questions. <laughs> you know, one thing I did want to talk about just to back up when you're talking about your ideal client is I think that clients should not be afraid of breaking through gridlock. So I know we're talking about the privacy policy, but I think a more overarching theme, if I could, would be to kind of break through uh, people's indecision. And I think that that's really where, where I think I add the most value is helping clients make decisions by giving them kind of quick answers and saying, you know, if you do this, this is your potential risk or liability. So here are your options. But the important thing is to just allow clients to at least have the information they need to make decisions because the biggest thing I see, uh, and this might be the question, they answered your question, which would be the question you could ask is, you know, what would you tell prospective clients or startups uh, to think about? And so my answer would be, you know, don't be afraid to make a decision, get the information, but don't try to get all the information and wait to make a decision if taking, if that's going to take so much time, because at the end of the day, you know, there's going to be balance between getting information and acting. And if you wait too long, somebody else is just going to go along and take the idea that you have and just run with it. And they may make more mistakes, but they're doing it and they'll adjust and they'll learn from the mistakes and they'll build. And I think really that's the most important thing is just break through that gridlock. Don't be afraid to make decisions. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes and just start doing stuff. Don't, don't hold back so much. Well, thank you so much, Jay, for joining us. I appreciate the insight you've been able to share and looking forward to catching up with you later. You too, man. Thanks for having me.